Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of A Time Such As This. Um, I hope that you are doing well. I'm praying for you and I'm praying that um, that your life would be changed and that Jesus would just be the center of it. Um, today I really want to talk about James. Um, but before we do that, let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for giving us purpose. Uh, I thank you for loving us. I thank you for your mercy and your grace. Lord, I just pray that anything that is not of you that is in us, Lord, that you would remove it. God, that you'd fill us with your Holy Spirit, that it would be about you and not about us, Lord, that we would live our lives to know you and to make you known. God, I just pray that your word would speak loud and clear, Lord Jesus, and that um, that we would feel it pierce our hearts and that we would feel it um, change our lives. God, I pray that you would just give us a deep hunger and a deep desire for your word um, and a deep hunger and desire for righteousness, Lord. Pray that you just um, create in us clean hearts, God, and renew our, a steadfast spirit within us. Lord, I pray that we would learn to seek you with all of our hearts and that we will learn to trust you. I just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, y'all. Let's get started. So um, I really want to dive into chapters three and four. Um, I've been kind of slowly going through James for a little bit now. Um, Maybe like a week or so. And just like pulling things out of it. And man... This is a good book, y'all. A good book. I need to read it. Um, but anyways, today I really wanted to talk about um our tongues and what we say, um, and where our hearts are at, but also submitting ourselves to God and how um how that connects to also our, the state of our hearts, um, something that God has just really, really been hammering into my mind really lately and for a while now is just that it's, it's all about the state of our hearts. Um, because we can say that we love the Lord all we want with our words. Um, we can even have some good actions, but if, if the motive of our heart behind what we say and do is not to glorify God and is not to serve others genuinely and is not out of love, then what we're doing is really in vain. Um, you know, if there's selfish ambition, um, if we're doing it for ourselves, that is the opposite of what the Bible tells us to do. And it's as hard as it is to do things out of complete humility and complete selflessness you know, we're called to have that at the forefront of what we do, you know, bringing God the most glory. What what can we do in our everyday situations to make sure that we're glorifying God, to make sure that we're being a good representative of Christ? You know, we're supposed to be ambassadors of Christ. I, I talk about this a lot on the podcast. It's just we're supposed to be, you know, little, little Jesus is walking around on this earth being a light to the dark and being a beam of hope to those without hope, um, and how important it is for our hearts to be right with the Lord. And it's always been like that throughout the whole Bible, even in the Old Testament. Yes, there was, you know, um, 
sacrifices and things that they had to do, but it's it was about the heart. That was really the whole point of everything. Um, and so chapter three in, in James is specifically talking about our tongues and what we say um, and how you know, we can speak life and death into things and into people and into ourselves and just how evil our tongue can really be um, and how it's such a small part of our body, but yet it has so much power. Um, and I think even in the secular world, people know this. People talk a lot about um, how words can really hurt people or your words can really build somebody up and nothing is new under the sun. Everything comes from somewhere. And I truly believe that these ideas are just secular spins on, on the Bible. Um, and starting with what verse nine is talking about in chapter three, it says with the tongue, we praise our Lord and father. And with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness out of the same mouth come praise and cursing my brothers and sisters. This cannot be so. Um, and then a couple verses down, it just gives the example of a fig tree bearing olives or a grapevine bearing figs, and that doesn't happen. Um, and just the point of that example is just to say, you know, as Christ's ambassadors, as children of God, we cannot have our our lips utter one thing and then at the same time saying another um, that's just double-mindedness and, you know, the greatest commandments are to love God and to love others. And, um, if we're saying, yes, God, you are so good. And then we turn around and we're slandering, which the Bible says don't slander. Um, that's hypocritical. And not only that, it's, it can't be when you're authentically living in relationship with Christ. Yes, you might let, let's say gossip is something that, that you struggle with. I know I used to. Um, and sometimes it's still tempting to get caught up in it, especially in, you know, a workplace or, or your classes or even church sometimes gets that way, unfortunately. Um, it's so easy to say, well, yeah, she's crazy. Or, yeah, she did this. Or, yeah, he did this. Or, yeah, he really sucks. But they are still made in the image of God. What Now, whether they're children of God is a whole other story, but... We're supposed to love others, and even more so, let's say they are an enemy of yours or someone that you just can't stand. We're also called to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us um, and to be kind to them um, and to go out of the way to feed them if they're hungry and give them water if they're thirsty because it's like heaping hot coals on their head. You know, it, it's like the worldly concept or the idea of killing them with kindness. Like, that's scriptural and... Um, we can't live half and half. We can't, um, you know, say with our words, yes, Jesus, like I believe in you and then turn around and do the things that he's saying not to do. That's not how it works. Um, the Bible also talks about how, you know, people will profess that, you know, Jesus is their savior with their mouth, but with their actions, they're denying him, um, and I think that this, that connects to this in the way of, you know, we're praising God and we're saying, yes, I believe in him, but then we're turning around and choosing to, um, partake in the action of 
of talking against one another or tearing people down or not treating them with love or saying things we shouldn't when they're not there or even like in the midst of conflict instead of having a conversation with them we're having a conversation with everybody else but them um and that's not how it should be that's not how God intended it to be and that causes a lot of problems and that is a breeding ground for bitterness to grow and to be rooted in your heart um and if you go down into the next section where it's talking about wisdom um it kind of goes into why some of those things that we do happen um and it says it's because of envy and selfish ambition you know we're thinking about ourselves well of course we're going to talk about that other person because one it makes you feel good to quote unquote vent um but two you know let's say they did something against you or something that made you uncomfortable or something that really made you upset and then you're going to out of selfish ambition talk about that person but then also also selfishly because you want um a to be to have the benefits of being a christian you're like all right yeah i'm a christian yeah i believe in god but also dang did you see what she was wearing yesterday or even just petty stuff like that um that's not how it's supposed to be and having uh the next section is talking about having wisdom and having wisdom is understanding the fact that you can't praise God and curse others with the same with the same mouth that's not how it works yes it does happen and yes it is a struggle but as Christians we're called to be set apart and to live this life of higher standard and higher calling through the power of Christ um and he gives us wisdom and he gives us understanding but as James uh 3:13 says it's shown by a good life by deeds done in humility because those things come from the wisdom that's in Christ Humility says, yes, this person has done something to offend me, or yes, this person has put me down, but I'm not going to say anything negative about them. Instead, I'm going to go to the Lord, make my thoughts obedient to Christ, and then in turn make my actions obedient to Christ and focus on that praise of the Lord. Um, In the last episode, we are talking about David and Bathsheba and how even after um, David's son with Bathsheba died, he immediately went and praised the Lord through that hardship. So even in the midst of this temptation to curse human beings or to talk bad about them or to tear them down to their face or to say things that aren't true about them, we are to lay that down give it to the lord and then worship god and praise him and focus on him and how to be obedient to him and how to represent him well and how to glorify him the most and it's super hard trust me super duper hard but god gives us the abilities and the tools and the necessary resources to live godly lives there's word it's prayer you know it says that we can come um, freely and confidently before the throne 
we can come before God. And you know, we're in a situation that we're struggling in. Pray that the Lord would give you wisdom and power to get through that and to do it in a way that glorifies him. And trust me, he will. When we ask with genuine hearts, um, he, he gets back to us real time. Um, and that kind of leads into to chapter four. Um, and I'm just going to read the scripture because it's just so good. So starting in verse one, it just says, what causes, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. And when you do ask, you don't receive because you ask with the wrong motives, that you may spend them on your pleasures. So, it's just like, it, it really shows you where, you're, where your heart's at. Like, why, why, where are we at in life? Why are we asking for these things? Or, or just like going back to the conflict, like, why are we upset? Are we upset because because it hurt us or or are we upset because it hurt somebody else? Like really taking a step back and being like, is there selfish ambition here? Is there bitter envy here? Am I asking with the wrong motives? Am I am I, you know, doing these good things for the wrong reasons? Um and ask the Lord to reveal that to you, you know. Sometimes we don't realize things about ourselves because we're so caught up in the day-to-day and the emotions and the feelings that go that come along with all these different situations in our lives when really it's about taking a step back, realizing that we're human, realizing that the heart is deceitful above all else, and trusting that God knows us and is able to help us and is willing to. Um and going back to like asking the Lord to show you your heart, you know, do you want him to reveal those things to you so that you can be a better person so that people will like you more or so that you'll become more popular? Is it a pride issue? You know, even in that, you know, you can think that, hey, like I'm asking God for these good things, but why are you asking? And that's something that God had to show me. He's like, Taylor, like, do you want to be known as that good Christian girl? Is that why you want? me to show you these things or do you just want to be more holy do you want to be more righteous do you want to be more like me um and it was a long journey and a long process all throughout middle school high school and college and um, even sometimes now God's like why are you asking I have to do some reflection um and really figure out well why am I asking him and I've just come to a place in my life where I I genuinely want to be the best representation of Jesus as I can. And I genuinely want to love others well. And I genuinely want to share his love with the people around me. And so when I know that I'm struggling in a certain area or it's brought to my attention that I'm coming off in a certain way or whatever the case may be, um, one, it's hard to hear. Um, and it's hard to face because that is my heart's desire is to represent Jesus well, but also it's a relief because I know that that's an answer to my prayer that God is hearing me and that God is showing me through either telling me, telling me what it is or by using somebody else to tell me what it is, um, so that I can be one, I can be humbled. I'm supposed to clothe ourselves in humility, but two, so that I can really do some reflection, some prayer, some some extra, you know, reading and seeking of the Lord to see 
um, where, where I need to realign myself and where I need to pray more or what specifically God is trying to teach me. Um, because jumping back into chapter three verses, verses 17 and 18, um, this wisdom that God gives us, it says uh, the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all, pure, then peace loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere and peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. So, you know, talking about conflict and talking about conflict within and conflict on the outside with other people, um, and just like these thoughts and feelings that we have that aren't great, when we do seek that wisdom from the Lord with a genuine heart, you know, we're going to love peace. We're going to be considerate of others more than we have before. And we're going to recognize when we're not being considerate, submissive, submissive to the authority that God's placed over us or submissive to, you know, the people that he's put around us that are supposed to be, you know, these influential people in our lives. You know, sometimes people tell us things we don't want to hear and our natural instinct is to rebel or go against what these people are saying. But if it's something you need to hear, bro, then it's something you need to hear. And God is telling you that so that you can realign yourself with his word and realign yourself with his will for your life. Um, and then full of mercy and good fruit. We need to be merciful to other people if God, if we expect God to be merciful to us. Because how hypocritical would it be to have someone do wrong to us and not show mercy on them and then get to heaven and be like, well, God, like, you have to show mercy to me. And he's like, well, why? Because <laughs> you didn't. Um, it's kind of like the verse that just says, if you don't forgive, then you won't be forgiven, which is heavy stuff, but it's it's in the Bible, so it's true. Um, we need to show mercy to people. We need to be impartial and sincere sincerity of heart that's so important and that is the center of everything as far as how we approach God um it needs to be sincere um and then peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness you know the goal in life is to like I said to know God and make him known and to know God is to know our lack of righteousness and to know his fullness of righteousness um and to know that we are being made more and more like Christ every day through these different things that God is teaching us and showing us um and so by asking for this wisdom by seeking this wisdom out by being in the word by praying by um disciplining your flesh um and really doing the th the hard things that you may not want to do that are going to discipline you, that are going to draw you deeper in with the Lord, that are going to um, help you in your race that God has set out for you. All these things are things that are um, the fruit of that wisdom being not only given, but heard and heeded to. When we heed to that wisdom and we act out what we're learning and we truly let it soak into our hearts, um, that is, that's what happens. Um, so kind of changing gears a little bit here, um, and skipping over into chapter four, verse four, um, I really wanted to talk about, you know, 
how our hearts being sincere connects with our relationship with God. Um, and even just how we're talking about with conflict with others, this is also super true. Um, it says, you adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity with God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us, but he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. So when we choose to be friends with the world, as like I mentioned earlier, you know, being one foot in with God and one foot in the world, we're actually choosing the world. You can't have both. You can't, um, it's like the analogy of loving God and loving money. You can't serve two masters. It's one or the other. You're either going to love one and hate the other. And whether you consciously love and consciously hate those things or subconsciously, because sometimes you don't even realize, you're like, yeah, I love God, but also I love my worldly things. Like, actually, you don't love God. Um, you love the world. And that's what this verse is just really talking about. You, uh, When we choose to partake in the things we know we shouldn't be doing anyways, that we're saying, I enjoy my friendship with these worldly things more than I enjoy my friendship with God. And obviously, I'm not talking about things that you struggle with. I'm talking about active choices that we are making as, as human beings that we aren't trying to fight against, that we aren't prayerfully prayerfully taking to the Lord to say, hey, can you help me with this? We're saying, no, I just want that. And so even just with conflict with other people, um, if we are actively choosing to talk about them behind their backs, if we're actively choosing to feel bitterness in our hearts or anger in our hearts towards them, if we're actively treating them negatively or poorly in person or even saying mean things to them straight up, um, we're choosing the things of the world and the world's view of how we should respond to conflict over how God says we as Christians are to respond. Um, and I don't know about you, but I don't want to be an enemy of God because that's a scary place to be. Um, I don't, I don't want to be there because God talks a lot about destroying his enemies and that does not sound very enticing. So I know, I don't know about you guys, but I would much rather be friends with God. First of all, he's super cool and he loves us a lot. So why wouldn't we want to be friends with him? I don't know. It's going to get me on another tangent about being best friends with Jesus. Um, but let's keep reading in verse seven. So it says, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil and he will flee for you. Excuse me. I'm going to restart that. Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. So I feel like this is preaching for itself, which that's what God's word does. It preaches for itself. It doesn't need a human being to hype it up or anything. It is all the hype in and of itself. Um, but this is some real truth here. Submit to God. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Seek the Lord with all your heart and he will be found. That is a promise. 
we are promised throughout scripture that when we seek the Lord with all of our heart and we're genuinely trying to find him, we will. It's a fact. Um, And then it says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. When we, through the power of Christ, are resisting the things of the enemy, when we are resisting the lies that he's telling us, when we're resisting the temptation or the fiery darts of thoughts or things that he throws in our direction, he's going to flee. Especially when we're in submission to God, there's power in submission. There's power in saying, God, not my will, but your will. There's power in saying, God, you and your thoughts are higher than me and my thoughts, and your ways are higher than my ways. And we live in that position, that position of humility, of gratitude, and of worship. Literally, the enemy has to go. Has to go. And then when he does come up, you say, hey, uh, devil, let me remind you of your demise, of your end. Um, and just start breaking out the scriptures. It's like when Jesus was in the desert being tempted, he responded to the temptations that the devil was trying to throw at him with scripture. That's how we're supposed to fight it as well. And in those moments of conflict or when we're tempted to, to feel certain things or treat people certain ways or say things about them behind their back or really with anything in any temptation, we need to seek God and we need to, to come near to him and submit ourselves to him, submit ourselves to his will, submit ourselves to his word and allow his power to work through us. His power is made perfect in our weakness. When we're weak, he is strong. And then in turn, we become strong because of his strength working in us to perfect us and to make us more like Christ and to bring God glory. Um, so in those moments, when you're resisting the devil, pray through that. Read scripture, text People that you trust that know what's going on in your life. And if you don't have those people, find some. And I'm speaking to myself in this too. Because I really can not think of too many people that I can uh, talk to about stuff like that. Um, but, you know, seek out godly wisdom. Seek out the Lord himself and he will come near and he will get you through. Um, and then just the last verse Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. When we're living in humility, when we're living in this position of true dependence on the Lord, that is the strongest and most lifted up place that you could be. Which sounds counterintuitive and doesn't make a lot of sense, but if you really think about it, it makes perfect sense. Because we're humans. We don't know everything. Our hearts are super all over the place, our emotions like to lead us into some crazy things. Um, and we, when we rely on ourselves, we get into a lot of trouble. Um, but when we come near to the Lord, when we submit to him, he puts us into positions where, where we can experience his power, where, where we can speak into people's lives, where he will use us as vessels to, to share the gospel with people and to be the gospel to people. And to be hope for people that don't have hope. Um, And to truly live a life of joy. And um, of complete joy. And to live a full life. That does not mean that conflict isn't going to happen. That does not mean that people are going to 
treat you just perfectly all the time. No, people are going to treat you poorly. That's just a fact of life. Whether you're Christian or not, that's going to happen. And maybe even more so because we're Christians. Um, and that doesn't mean that our our life is going to be absent of trials. You know, the presence of Christ is not the absent of problems, but instead it's the presence of Christ's power to get through those problems, not just for your own good, but for God's glory. You know, everything that God does is for our good and for God's glory. Um, and just remembering that and listening to what God has to say and living our lives from that position is so comforting and really changes your perspective on how we approach things, how we approach our relationships with people, how we approach our, our thought life, you know, our minds, our battlefields. You know, you you might do great things with your actions. You might say great words, but you could be really struggling with your mind. And this is something that I've struggled with too. Um, it, it's a battlefield and no one can physically see it. It's just you and your thoughts and God. And he will help us, guys. He will help us through these difficult times when we submit ourselves to God, when we come near to him and he come near, comes near to us and when we actively resist our flesh and actively resist the things of the devil. Um, so I just want to be encouraging to you guys. I hope that was encouraging. Um, I would just highly, highly recommend and encourage you all to go and read the book of James. Maybe take a day to read it all and then read it chapter by chapter. So it's only five chapters long. So maybe just take six days um, or maybe even seven. You could read the whole book on day one, then chapters one the next day, two the next day, three the next day, and then on day seven, read it all again. And just ask the Lord if, that he would give you understanding and wisdom and insight into what he meant when he wrote this, um, into how you can apply it to your life in a way that is glorifying to God. Um, but as always, if you guys ever have any questions, um, you can reach out, follow me on Instagram and, and message me. And I would love to have a conversation with you. Um, I know I keep always say that, but what I realized is, is I've never put my information in the description of these podcasts. So I'm going to go ahead and do that so that if you do have any questions or you do just want to chat or you say, Hey Taylor, I don't think that was good that you said that. I'll be like, okay, like, let's talk about that. Um, but I'll put that in there for you guys, but I just hope that you guys are encouraged. Uh, please read the word for yourself. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you for himself. Um, and just be ready for God to change your life. Um, I don't think that it would be wise for anyone just to take anyone's words just because it has a Bible verse in it. Or just because they claim to be a Christian and run with it. So just just really seek the Lord um, and ask him to, to give you that desire to. Um, and he will. And I know he will. Because he did it for me and he'll do it for you. But anyways, you guys have a great night. Uh, let me pray real quick and then have a great day. Dear Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for your word and how good and powerful and awesome it is, God. I pray that you would just help us to love your word and help us to love what you have to say 
Um, I pray that we would just fear you and that we would hold in high esteem the words that you have to say, Lord, not counting it as something that is common, Lord, but something that is, is worthy of our attention. Lord, I just pray that you would help us to see the ways that we can apply this word to our lives, God, and the ways that we can glorify you in our actions and in our speech, Lord, and in our thoughts, and even in in the motivations of our heart. Lord, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.